in the Southside Pod. My name is Chris Lanuti, bellying up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one as we sit in the basement on the south side of Chicago and cover everything in the area that matters most to you. Now, if you are new to Southside Pod, let me tell you what you're going to hear. 30 minutes of good for Southsiders by Southsiders. First of all, my friends, Bill at the end of the bar. Hannah's here to help us out as well and go out and do some restaurant reviews. And whenever you hear a guy playing the acoustic guitar, that is Acoustic Mike. Plus a cast of characters popping in to bring you everything Southside that we possibly can each and every week. And there's already shows on demand. Go back and listen to them. You can find them on every single podcast player. We are now on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. I think you can say Alexa play Southside Pod. If not now, soon. Tell your friends, subscribe, don't miss an episode. On this program, we have a doctor from the area, many of you may go to already, who's going to give you the plain truth about COVID vaccinations, what you should expect, who should get them now, and also those in his own family that will not be getting them. We're going to take a trip to America's Dog and Burger AD&B, and taste some incredible variations on hot dogs and hamburgers. But before we get to anything, sitting down here at the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar, good friend of mine from Open Outcry at 109th and Western, a great brewery. Go check them out. In fact, they have a podcast dome. It's like a special room up on the top on their roof. You can actually go and reserve, and we set up the entire thing. It's even got a working microphone inside of it. It's absolutely awesome. John Brand down here at the bar. How are you, buddy? Hey, buddy. Happy New Year. Nice to see you. you know, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. I want to talk about this beer that you brought by, but I also want to introduce your friend that's down here. Dan McCabe is uh, sitting down here, and you have your own pottery studio, Yo. from what I understand. <laughs> These two guys are friends. You know what's funny is that they've been giggling ever since they sat down at the bar. They've already started drinking. John has downed his first pint, and he's ready for another one. Like It's going to be a good interview. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. A Cezanne with cranberry at 7.5% from Open Outcry. And John, where does this beer idea come from? Tell us what a Cezanne is, first yeah, of all. Yeah, I've never heard of Cezanne. Not everybody knows what it is. All right, so uh, Hannah. Yes. I love educating you on yes, beer. Yes, I've learned a lot about uh, beer. Look how he immediately goes, forget Chris, I want to educate <laughs> Hannah. Because you probably know already. All right, so a Cezanne. A Cezanne is a traditional, the roots of a Cezanne are, are, are traced back to France. Okay, so it's a French farmhouse beer. The yeast is a little bit more wild. You get a little bit more sour notes in this thing. But it was traditionally brewed in France in the winter. And it was usually ready like in the spring in the summer, and it became one. It became a beer of the French working class. In fact, uh, folks that work in work in fields in in, um, in France, they would brew this in the winter, and then after a day out in the fields or a day working, uh, this was a beer that was consumed by the French working class. Uh, in this country, uh, it's kind of a. I would say that it's a style right now that hasn't necessarily caught on too much with craft drinkers, folks that were part of the first craft wave, wave like maybe ten years ago or fifteen years ago. We're getting into the saisons, but it's kind of been left out in the latest wave of styles. Will Turner, our head brewer, is a huge fan of saisons. He's been brewing them for almost 30 years. Uh, this is a beer, a beer that he's been brewing for about that time. 
Uh, this Saison, we use traditional French Saison yeast. And um, what's fun about this particular version, by the way, the beer is called the Standard Deviation. Okay. It's the second time we've done it. The first yeah, I didn't time, give you the beer name. I just went with the style. Sorry about that. The first time we did it, we uh, we also put fresh tangerine in the beer. We didn't do that. This That was a great beer, uh, but we were able to get our hands on some fresh cranberry. So this is a French Saison with fresh cranberry. 7.5%. And when you drink it, if you're familiar with this style, you'll you'll say, that, yep, this is a French Saison. Now, I've had Saisons before, and you're right. The The first wave of craft beer, that was something that used to pop up. I used to have them down here in the fridge. But what's funny is, I would always buy them in the summer. I thought it was, I think it's kind of funny you point out that this is a winter well, drink in France, because I was like, oh, I, Saisons are lighter to well, me. it was brewed in the colder months. Okay. And then fermented, and then was ready in the spring when it started to warm up. So when guys were out in the field working... Uh, this became the the beer of the French working man. I like it. In the spring. You know what I feel like about uh, fruity beers, and yet I, I would drink this. So you always win me over with that because you don't overpower on the fruit. Uh, and that's been our that's been our MO since since the beginning and Will and Will Turner's brewing style. We do not go too heavy or we do not go too aggressive with the fruit. Fruit in our beers typically is complimentary. Uh, and subtle, and that's the. This that's was the case very with subtle. This. It's very good. It's not too tart. You think when you hear cranberry, it's going to be like real tart, and it's not. It's real smooth. The, it's the not tartness really in the cranberry will complement the, the spicy clove, uh, borderline. I don't want to use the word sour, but uh, those notes that you typically get in a saison. I think that tartness in the cranberry really complements. Uh, what a what a what saison yeast does to a beer. Well, you know, I would never think I like this kind of beer, but I'm going to sit here and enjoy the tartness. There's a lot of show ahead. John Brand over at Open Outcry, 109th and Western Avenue. Check them out. Wild Bill has been anxiously awaiting, though, the premiere of a song. Acoustic Mike playing. Wild Bill on the microphone. And according to my notes, this is an ode to the greatest actor alive. I don't know what this is, but it's here on Southside Pod. God help us all. Sitting at home and feeling groovy. I think I want to pop it in a movie, yeah. Don't know what I want to watch yet. Oh, no. No, no. Flipping through all my Blu-rays. Seeing lots and lots of movies. And they all have the same actor. Actor. Yeah, he must be my most favorite actor guy. Every movie is in its left to buy. The way he moves in every scene. I just want to see him on the big screen. Danny DeVito. Here's a little ball to tell you, short fat man. He even played the little bone in Batman. You know a little guy from Texas, yeah, that man. Danny DeVito, a comedian that's really funny. Season two of Up, it's always sunny. Yeah, his movies ain't lots of money. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. He played Schwarzenegger's twin, which was crazy. And also one where Arnold had a baby. He romanced the stone back in the 80s. Danny DeVito acted in Throw Mama from the Train. The War of Roses was so insane. He impresses me again and again and again. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. 
every door Danny DeVito My favorite actor is Danny DeVito Yes, he's very, very poquito But Rhea Perlman thought he was bonito Then they got a divorce and were finito Danny DeVito Danny DeVito He's a little bald Italian short fat man He even played the villain Penguin and Batman You know that little guy from Taxi, yeah that man Danny DeVito Bill, I, I, we were talking about this, I think, on a more recent episode, the difficulty going out to find something to eat. And, you know, John Brand, Open Outcry, not only has a brewery, but he's got a brew pub you can eat in there. And he's had to go through all these different things with the restrictions getting tightened and loosened and tightened and loosened and just trying to stay alive. We're going to talk with America's Dog and Burger here in just a moment. Same problems for them. But we're also going to have a doctor on here in just moments who's going to talk about the vaccinations what's safe and what isn't safe. It is a fine line, but the good news is things are loosening. Vaccines out. IHSA just announced there's going to be high school sports again, but it's probably not opening up quick enough for all these guys. That's why you got to support them. Because trust me, no matter how they're doing it, I support a business owner, especially a restaurant or bar owner that stays open, but still trying to do it safely. I do. I I, I respect that because that's not... That's not, I'm thumbing my nose at this and I don't really care about it. That is... They're making an effort. I, I'm making an effort to do the best and I that's can. that's all here. I'm looking for. When technically, if I'm going to get fined, I might as well just open the whole thing up. And, if a guy walks and, in without a mask, I'm right. not going to tell him to leave. But I'm going to ask him politely maybe to Can you possibly throw one on until you get to the table? Right. right. Something you know, like that. You know, I'm not going to be yeah. a dictator, but I'm going to try to, you know... I'm not going to use the word comply because I hate it, but... Uh, you know, I'm going to try to, again, make an effort. That's all it comes down to. And I appreciate any business owner that does that. Just like you deal with, like, I think I think that it's the most South Side thing is how you should deal with this pandemic. Just don't judge people. That's and, impossible. Uh, <laughs> fine. Judge people. Judge away. Judge away. In fact... <laughs> The most south side thing is the judge. Yeah, right. Like to be like, yeah, yeah. guy's a jag. Like yeah, I mean, like right. it, exactly. Judge away, but silently maybe. Try if you want to be, if you want to be, but cordial. you try to you try to do right, right? You know Absolutely. when you're you know when you're Absolutely. being a jag, and you know when somebody's being a jag to you. Right. That's the kind of the way of this entire area. Like there should be south there should be south side rules for the pandemic. That are different from the rest of the when state. When you're jagging Dude, somebody, you know you're jagging them, and yeah. they know they they're they getting jagged. They know they're jagged. being jagged around. Right. I jagged somebody around the other day. I'll tell you the story. All right. I put in an advertisement for one of my other podcasts. I was able to buy the ad that's on the back page of the book. Okay. So it's like the most primo spot to sure, get. Sure. Right. And I get an email from the person after I sent him the artwork. Now, the artwork that I sent was designed by somebody I know who's been doing advertising for decades. And the person writes me the thing, and this is just the person that takes the ads and puts them in the book. Okay. And they tell me they don't like my ad. What? They're like, not for nothing. Wait, they just don't like it personally? But the guy, the guy, the little wait, cartoon, wait, on, the little on. cartoon character you have in the ad looks like a doofus, and I don't like it. That was the email I got. So it wasn't against their guidelines, it wasn't against their no. code of conduct or anything. Just, it was just a personal guy just doesn't like it. Personally didn't like the ad. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, so I wrote back, I'm like, 
all right, I'm sorry you don't like it. This is why we did it. We think it's eye-catching. we got to go to response. We've been using it for about two years, and I'm just explaining it, right? She writes back, and she goes, and her first line that she writes to me is, just so you know, I have 30 years of experience printing books. You know, I could print books for 30 years. I have 43 years of judging (laughs) a-holes. She writes like this whole thing with like her entire resume. And then at the end of it goes, so me personally, I think it's stupid. But if you'd oh, like me to get you in really? contact with somebody. So this is when I did the classic Southside jag. Okay. Like you can write back F you, right? Sure. It's like the first thing you're thinking is like. It's easier out. Go F yourself. But like, the Southside way is. Print the end. But instead I wrote, I was, I just wrote her name with a little comma. And I was like, I really appreciate your feedback. That alone is really aggressive. It's a really. <laughs> It shouldn't be, but it is. It is. It's like Being when someone's comma. like being jerk to you, you go, Doug, <laughs> comma. Like it is just right. the worst. Now the jagging begins where I go, I really appreciate your feedback. <laughs> Even worse. It's a total right. jag move, right? they know. Right. They you know. don't. Oh, this is the south side jag right here. That's what this is. So now. Thank you so much. So now. Okay. So now I write, I write. And she had written like her thing. I have 30 years of experience yeah. in this, yeah, and, right, this and this. Right. And I go, the ad was made by a good friend of mine who owns his own company and has 25 years of experience in advertising. Five less than her. Yeah. It's five less than hers. Yeah. But she prints. He comes up with ads. Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm just throwing out, you want to give out decades. I'm going to throw decades sure, back at right. you. That was yeah, a total right. jag move yeah. as well. Right. And I'm like, but I'm <laughs> always open to new it would be ideas. It funny if you're just doing like random decade things. Like. <laughs> He was just like he has eighty-seven years of Kristen, experience. Kristen, comma, Led Zeppelin has been making albums for seventy years. It's nothing. To comma do. has nothing to do with the conversation. See, the War of eighteen twelve has been over for hundred and eighty-one. It's just, just random. Good years. guess. That was a good guess. You were close on that, but right. not, not right. actually right. close. Anyway, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> it's the middle of the show song. 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 Chris had nothing to put here, so he put this song. It's the middle of the show song. You know, my mom and dad, they're both over 65. They're waiting patiently for their chance to get the vaccine. And dad's like, stick me twice, I'm ready. Like, he has no fears over this thing. He's like, if there's long-term effects, if it messes you up like 30 years down the line, I'll be dead by then. I just want to go out and have a beer and not have to worry about it. And I get that. It makes sense to me. Mom's like... Don't give me that thing. I don't trust my government. I think that thing is uh, is poison. I don't know what it's going to do to me. And she's got all kinds of apprehensions. But when dad sat there and said, well, I'm going to go get it. And then I'm going to go be around people. And her only response was, well, I'll just hide in my house. That doesn't work. So they're both going to end up getting the thing. Meanwhile, Dr. David Beckman joins us on the line. Southsider. Check him out. YourFFMG.com. Family First Medical Group. Doc, what do you think when you hear about the apprehension of mom? I definitely understand the apprehension for doing for getting a vaccine that is developed in record time compared to other vaccines. But you do also have to consider the fact that these vaccines are different than traditional vaccines, um, whereas most vaccines are either administering an inactive virus or a particle of a virus or using a vector that isn't going to make you sick. Those are kind of the traditional vaccines. But the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines that came out are using technology that has been in place 
for actually quite a while um, in terms of treating other diseases uh, using messenger RNA. Um, and so the reason this vaccine was developed so quickly was number one, we knew the genetic code of the virus very early on, essentially like a month and a half, two months after the uh, pandemic began, the entire viral code, genetic code was known. And so then you could immediately start targeting parts of that virus as a way to get the to to get a vaccine. And the mRNA actually takes away a step where you don't actually have to manufacture any um, protein. Uh, you don't have to manufacture any type of antigen, almost like a Snapchat message that you send uh, that tells the cell to make the spike protein. And so you don't have to rely on making an artificial protein. It's actually your own body that is making that protein through the through these cells. And so that that's why this vaccine was able to be developed so quickly, is it's a totally different type of vaccine than uh, anything that we've ever used before. So it's not as much of it could be corner cutting. It's the way that they made the vaccine and the fact they were able to get the genetic code sooner. That's that's the quick summation there. A absolutely. Yeah. The, um, you, you cut out a step in the vaccination process. And not only that, you have the same message that is being uh, absorbed and transcribed by the cells in all of these cells. And in every case, instead of having to come up with a synthetic uh, version of the virus, this is basically making the same exact protein. The cell is making the same exact protein over and over and over again until that uh, messenger RNA is kind of absorbed and goes away. Um, so yeah, it, it makes it it makes it easier to develop that vaccine. Um, and what we know is that now three months in, there there is not any um, serious uh, side effect with these with these vaccines. I know there were reports of these allergic reactions that have had occurred in small numbers of people, but I think you know this is one of the concerns that has happened through this whole pandemic, which is that uh, everything is talked about in anecdotes. So you hear about the 18-year-old that died from mm, COVID, right. and you hear about the two people that, or four people that got a severe allergic reaction, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh my God, this is this is terrible, this is deadly, this vaccine isn't going to work. I've been saying this now forever, that every time, like whenever somebody sits there and says, oh, you better watch out for your kids, and I'll sit there and say, look, you know the names of every kid that's died in the United States because there's an entire article on that kid because it's like the one kid that died the entire month. Like it, Com it's, it's such right. a yep. rare thing. And that's for yes. the same reason that you know the names of anybody that got an allergic reaction because it's also a very rare thing. But yes. that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, it, the real shame here is the fear and the distrust, the same fear and distrust that that has pretty much made this entire country insane. And we just continue to watch <laughs> these crazy yeah. things happen, like the guy with the horns on his head in the Capitol building. Like, I mean, like that's, <laughs> that's 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 2020 in a nutshell. And it happened six days into 2021. So the insanity didn't end on on January 1st. And what you're saying is don't focus on these outlier things. 
if you don't want to, if, if you're the same kind of person that doesn't focus on the outlier thing with the, the, the once in a while, a young person dies from this, then you can't be the person then that, that focuses in with laser, laser vision on some, one person that had an allergic reaction that the overall you're, you're numbers right. show this vast amount of security so far with the vaccine. Now, and I say that now telling you, I'm not, I don't intend to give this to my kids cause they haven't, they haven't tested it on kids. And I like, and, and I don't feel like with the, with the possibility of them, you know, actually catching it and dying, it's such a rare thing for a child. I'd be like, why would they need it? Well, well, Chris, I have to say, I, I completely agree. I, I don't plan on vaccinating uh, our children with, uh, with this vaccine either for the same reasons that you highlighted. Number one, of course, it's not been studied in any, in patients under 18. But more than that, I think it's that um, the risk to children under 18 with this virus is incredibly, incredibly low. You really have to, uh, this is a type of infection where you see a clear split in, in the risk. And starting at age 50, every 10 years older that you are, your risk of getting severely ill increases quite a bit. And so yeah, using anecdotes is is not how you practice medicine because all of us uh, have have encountered tragic um, situations with children and patients that were healthy that had a horrible outcome or they or they died and those memories stick with you. But if you use those experiences to dictate how you practice medicine, then you're going to do a huge disservice to the general public. That's Dr. David Beckman, Family First Medical Group, the resident physician of Southside Pod. Now that we understand that, let's go get a bite to eat. America's dog and burger, now. These guys here sitting with me, I am going to cross my fingers and hope I introduce them properly. We have the two brothers, we have George, and Manoli Elpogianis. Perfectly said. I got it. Perfectly said, and thank you very much, uh, Chris, because you actually had your fingers crossed as you were making that announcement. And you did great. It's been a long time since we've heard it pronounced properly. I, I, I actually had to sit there and go over my head a few times with it before I hit the record button. All right, so you brought out this incredible spread. You guys do basically you have, you have hot dogs, you have burgers, and then you have sandwiches, wraps, a lot of chicken products and things like that that are here. And, and, you know, with the name American Dog and Burger, you pretty much know what this is. But tell me the concept behind this and and, and where it came from. Well, the whole concept came from, of course, is uh, we're third generation restaurateurs and our family was very, very big on road trips. And uh, as, you know, the family got older, uh, my brother and I started, you know, going on road trips together. And uh, we noticed as we were driving around the country, different locations, that everybody either dressed or didn't dress a hot dog like we do here in Chicago. And we find they quite, found it quite interesting. Uh, whether we were directed to a condiment bar that had ketchup, mustard, and onion on it versus, you know, coleslaw being put on hot dogs in the South. And we, we, we were just really, really enthralled with the, uh, the whole concept that you know, because we're born and raised in Chicago. We knew Chicago hot dogs. There was never ketchup on a hot dog. And it was dragged through the garden. And so we had, you know, all the toppings on there. And it, we thought that it would be neat to bring these different thoughts and ideas uh, back to the city. 
just talking hot dogs, and we tried a lot of them today. Uh, you have the Chicago style, and then you have some's named. I'm just going to give out the names here: the Baltimore, the Santa Fe, the Atlanta, the Dallas. You got a Maxwell Street. You got a Milwaukee. You got the Louisville, which I just love. There, there are some really interesting concepts here. But what's really neat about it is they're not just all in the same bun. Tell me a little bit about what goes into them because it's you're using different sauces on different burgers. Everything has its own taste. Everything has the its own bun that's specifically made for it. These are more gourmet than just somebody making a hot dog and then going down a line and grabbing like, I got to get, uh, you know, this condiment, this thing here, this thing here, and then move on to the next hot dog, right? Yeah, well, what we felt was we wanted to build, build these uh, uh, flavor profiles for everybody here. And, you know, there are a lot of great hot dog stands throughout the Chicagoland area. You know, Chicago was all about their neighborhood hot dog stands, uh, which, you know, in, in part brought us down here to Evergreen Park. But uh, we thought that, you know, we wanted to show off instead of having just a plain hot dog bun or the poppy seed bun, uh, that we would, you know, build these profiles according to what ingredients are being used, you know, in these regions that we've uh, uh, named the dogs after. Manoli, you, you you have some interesting sides as well, and and the sauces, and you seem to, you guys seem to really like ghost peppers too. And, but the thing that I liked about it was the fact that the ghost peppers didn't make me feel like I had to run out of the room screaming or just down my milkshake as quickly as possible. Uh, it, it's adventurous. I, you don't see this in very many places. Is that the intent to to kind of bring something that people wouldn't see anywhere else? Yeah. So we wanted to be unique. Like my brother said, there's tons of hot dog stands that are great. Uh, there's tons of places to grab a great burger. But really, we wanted to dial up the menu. And uh, I personally love different types of sauces. I love cheese. Um, and so, you know, dipping your tater tots in uh, chipotle aioli or um, taking your uh, jalapeno, beer-battered jalapenos, and uh, dipping them in a white cheddar sauce... Those are things that just kind of add on to the flavor, a little bit balancing, you know, if you're taking some uh, beer-battered jalapenos and dipping it in a white cheddar sauce, it kind of cools it, cools the palate a little bit and adds another layer of flavor. So yeah, we definitely, you know, it was totally intentional and uh, we also kind of cater to what we like as well. What would you say, don't come to American Dog and Burger without trying this? You know, the Chicago-style hot dog, of course, is our staple. Uh, the Louisville, one of my favorites. I just, I love everything about it. It's just, it, and it's a meal in its own. Nice side dish with it. We have a, a nice array of things that will satisfy everyone's needs here from, you know, our, our two different styles of chicken salads, uh, as well as, you know, any of the sides that you can mix and match to sort of fill in that area. You know, meals for the kids, and, you know, for God's sakes, you got to have a milkshake to wash it all down. Yeah, I like the idea that I could get all the flavors, like, stacked. Was that just because I was special, or could somebody else walk in and ask for that? Well, you are very special, Chris. <laughs> but we, we do want everyone uh, to feel that special, that special too. So, uh, yeah, if you ask them for uh, if a stacked or a layered uh, milkshake, uh, they can get uh, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, as well as banana. Which is my favorite. Yeah, I liked them all mixed together, too, when I was trying this out. Okay, Manoli, what, what, what do they get when they come in here? Hey, look, if you love burgers, you've got to try the bacon cheddar burger. It's a hardwood smoked bacon, cooked fresh with a certified black Angus patty. It's a third of a pound. It's on a brioche bun. The cheddar cheese is, you know, outstanding. And the, the real 
key to that burger is the ADMB sauce. That secret sauce is really, my brother put it together. I love it. It's a burger that I eat. And a lot like my brother, I eat the Louisville dog all the time. You know, that pretzel roll really, you know, that's what people want. That's now a standard. So I, I love that. You know, and I'm a little bit of a snob when it comes to burgers and hot dogs. I really like a burger and a dog with good bread. Nothing's like getting a really nice burger and the bread just falls apart. You have this nice brioche bread on the uh, on the burgers. And I like with the hot dogs, like you said, you didn't just put everything in a poppy seed bun. You know, you have the toasted brioche, which, you know, like you said, it's a nod to New England with the lobster rolls. And then there's a the pretzel roll for the hot dogs. So none of it's cookie cutter by any means. And that's what I really like about it. I'm going to have to roll myself out of here after trying all the food that you guys gave me, but it was it was incredible. Once again, we have George and Manoli Elpogianis. Hey, that's perfect. <laughs> got it. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for having Anna, us. Anna, Erica, thanks for joining Thank as well. We appreciate us. all uh, you. having you guys here at the table with us. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm full. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like, I. I, I mean, like, I look. We, we go do these things, and people bring out stuff for us to try. And every once in a while, we'll run into a restaurant owner that just wants me to try everything on the menu. This was and it. These guys <laughs> wanted to get to try everything on the menu, and you know what? It was all good. That oh was the God, thing. Like, yes. I mean, like you can pick things that you like and things that you, you know, you don't really have. Like, I've never been a Chicago style hot dog guy. See what I'm saying? Like, I'll eat one every once in a while, but I'm just a guy who just likes to put mustard on his dog. And I, I just, I, when I have like one with a poppy seed, that's all I do. But I, I did try their Chicago style, and it was good. And now I need a nap. So that's it for Southside Pod for this week. We are back next week. Subscribe, share the show, tell your friends. Thirty minutes of good for Southsiders by Southsiders. Next week, we already noted sitting down here at the bar, Blue Island Beer Company. That's going to be a fun time. We will talk to you soon everywhere podcasts can be found and always at southsidepod.com. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it. <laughs> <laughs>